is Chrissy Gray, and I'm Director of Children's Ministries here at Udawal UMC. And I get the privilege to speak to you today because it's Back to School Sunday and uh, Back to School Blessing. So with my daughter's permission, I share this story. About a month ago, my dad was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of lymphoma. We were all devastated, taken aback. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a lot to take in out of nowhere. And so, in case you don't have a 13-year-old, 13-year-olds like to sleep. They tend to sleep in, sleep a little later in the day, and Gracie has certainly gotten to that habit this summer. On Sundays, church staff arrives here, what I'm going to call early, some of you may not think it is, but arrives early on Sunday morning. So I try to leave my house before 7 a.m. That night, Saturday night, as we're going to bed, my husband's not going to be able to attend because he's sick, so he's not going to be able to make church that, that week, and he usually rolls in about 10 a.m. in time for Sunday school and brings Gracie. So she's not going to be able to come to church that Sunday. So before I go to bed that night, she says, I'm getting up, and I'm coming to church with you. Now, I reminded her what that meant, and I wasn't going to wake her up. I wasn't going to wait for her to get ready. If she was coming, she needed to be ready. That Sunday morning, I walk out of my bedroom, and I fully expect her to have decided to stay in bed. But she did not. She was up. She was ready. She was sitting in the living room waiting for me to come out. So we come to church, and I'm trying to figure out what's behind her drive to come so bad. Not that she doesn't love coming, but she really wanted to come that Sunday. And as soon as I got here, I figured it out. She needed her people. She needed those adults that have come around her, her prayer partners, her small group leaders, the staff that she's grown close to, and she needed them. And that Sunday, that morning, this church did what it does best. It came alongside of her and showed her that not only was this community with her, but God is, and that he is present when things are hard and that he loves her. You see, this is how we see God. We see God in the people around us, and in turn, people see God because of us, or sometimes in spite of us. This church is something special. I've said it since I walked through the doors three years ago. We have a lot of older adults who love our kids and want to show up for our kids. It's really amazing. Earlier this year, I had asked for help with camp. See, camp prices have gotten expensive, and I know if you have multiple kids, that's a lot. We, this church, was, were able to pay $350 per kid, and we sent as many as wanted to go, but 22 kids this summer, which is pretty amazing and pretty impressive, the way this church has stepped up. That was a huge help to parents. We have Prayer 360, where we pick a kid, and we pray for them all year, they send, people send cards. I've seen them walk in with gift bags and hugs and just build a relationship with that kid and most importantly, pray for that kid because that's what it's about. I say kid, but also student, youth. <clears throat> it's because of this amazing community that we do what we call a family worship model. That means that when you come to church, you're going to hear kids because we believe that kids learn best, even if you don't think so, by modeling your behavior in church by listening to what's said, even though you think they don't hear it, they do hear some of it. And being a part of this community means being present with this community. So we believe strongly in a family worship model here. <clears throat> Our pastors used to kid 
I mean, our pastors used to, they didn't kid about this. They can sit through anything. But my pastor one day, many years ago, wasn't here, in a staff meeting said, um, kids don't usually bother me in worship, except for yours this week. He was crying, and it threw me off, and I couldn't get back to my sermon. <laughs> that was great. But that, I've never heard any other pastor say that other than to me, so, <laughs> so know that. A community is made up of all ages. And in this community, we do community and we do relationship well. We want our kids present in church. We want our kids connected, so we connect them to a prayer partner. We connect our kids to small group leaders who show up week after week to make sure that it's the same person speaking into the life of your child. We move with the end in mind. I know parents hate it when I bring it up. I hate it. It reminds me of how quickly time goes. My, my, my second to youngest eldest son is turning 21 today. It went quick, went quick. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> uh, it went so quick, but we talk about the marbles here. And so when I bring out the marble jars, parents hate it. I didn't bring out the actual jars. I put a picture up for you. Thought maybe that'd be a little softer this week. But from, let me tell you what that is. From birth to graduation, you have roughly 936 weeks with your kids. That's, if you have a toddler, a preschooler, or a baby, that seems like a long time because <laughs> it goes slow then, or so it seems, but it goes fast. In eighth grader, you have 310 weeks, 310 weeks. And if you have a senior, well, you know, it's almost over. We talk about this because we know that when you see how much time you have, you become intentional in what you do with the time. We know that each year, each phase is important in the life of our students. We know that connecting kids during each phase to adults who know God is vital in building a growing faith. We know that time is limited, but we operate again with the end in mind. We want kids to have a lasting faith. So in the book of John, Jesus is praying, and he says to God, he says, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they, you, the followers of Jesus, also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Did you get what Jesus was saying? Jesus God made man, Jesus, who healed people, made the blind to see, the lame to walk, who rose people from the dead. Jesus, who died himself and rose three days later, is including an us when he's talking to God. He's already thinking about you, and it's us, and God loves us as much as he loves his son. But he says something else here. Jesus is saying that others will not see him directly, but they will see him because of that us. Because when we follow Jesus, we are a part of something way bigger than we can ever imagine. We're something, part of something bigger than ourselves. We are God in the world, and others will see God because others see us. Don't miss this. People can't see God. People can't see Jesus. People can't see the Holy Spirit. But people can see people who follow God. People can see the church. This makes our mission simple. We're supposed to do what Jesus did. 
We're supposed to show up in the lives of others so that they can see God. I once had somebody ask me to volunteer at VBS. It was an older gentleman, and he had been watching this show, Kids Say the Darndest Thing. And if you've never seen that, I put a little clip in here. And in case you're single, there's a little dating advice. So let's watch that. Haley, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> you want me to tell you how to get one? Okay, tell me how to get one. Because, <laughs> girl, I sure don't have one. You one. I got okay. your back. You do? How do I get one? Okay, somebody has to be behind you that's a boy. And you have to have another boy in front of you. And ask the boy in front of you, do you want to be my boyfriend? And they say no. Then you turn to the other person. And then you act it. And then you act disappointed. And then you ask them. And then they'll say yes. That's how I got mine. Amen. <laughs> Chloe, you got any suggestions on how I get a man? Yep. What? <laughs> okay, so this older gentleman who does not go here and has never lived here, just so you know, there's <laughs> no one in this room, uh, he has seen this show, and it's really cute. You've got this back and forth, and it's clean, it's funny, it's, who doesn't want to talk like, you know, who doesn't want to have those kind of conversations? So he decides to volunteer at VBS. He goes through all the training, does all the, you know, the background check and all that, and so he is on playground duty for VBS. He has the younger kids, and they're out in the playground. Two days. That's how long he makes it. He's like, I can't do this. Because here's the thing, real life is messy. When you're out in the playground, it's every kid for themselves, survival of the fittest. You've told the same kid to put the same stick down 20 times. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's not entertaining. It's work. <clears throat> so we also go on this mystery trip, and I apologize because I do believe he's in this room. <laughs> but let me stress, we... Well, first, we go on a mystery trip, which is for our fourth and fifth graders. It's part of Route 45. And we go every year, and it's just kind of to wrap up the year and transition kids into youth. This year, we went to St. Simon's Island, um, Epworth-by-the-Sea is there, which is the United Methodist Retreat Center. And if you've ever been to St. Simon's, they have this cute little downtown and a pier. And the first night there, we decide that we're going to go out to this little downtown. The boys go in one group. The girls go in another and they're shopping and kind of going in and out of shops. But as the girls come out, we hear this noise. <laughs> Look, however annoying that sounded in here, it was way worse and louder. <laughs> this youth leader, the boys, and he was fabulous. He did devotions with the kids. He was amazing with the kids. And so amazing that he decided they all needed this pink chicken that was really loud and honked. I mean, this chicken went off every five seconds, would be my estimate. The leaders start making eye contact. And that morning at breakfast, see, our, our cabins bumped up against each other. But there was like block walls between. Let me be really clear about that. But everybody, everyone woke up to the sound of that chicken. <laughs> so at the adult table, we decided something must be done. 
Something had to be done. We could steal the chicken. We could take the chicken and perform surgery and remove the squeaker. We made a plan. So while we were at the beach that day, Mr. George, who was in the video right before here, stole the chicken, put it in my bag, stole it. No shame. We took this picture before we left because this was part of our ransom note to the boys. <laughs> we did return the chicken on the way home. But I worked for weeks on these devotions, buying the supplies, writing all these devotions. There was a big component to this trip. But when they got home, do you know when parents said, hey, what did you do? What did you learn? Do you know what the answer was? The chicken. That's right. Every time, the chicken. <laughs> it was for sure the chicken. Real life is loud. It's messy. Sometimes it's annoying, <laughs> and it rarely goes the way we expect it to. The, you know, the truth is we're called to do more than simply presenting the gospel. We should do that too, but we are called to be part of the messiness because of the gospel. The spirit of Christ in us will convince the world that God loves them by the way you love them. God wired your faith to be shaped and influenced by someone else's faith. And God designed you to love people in such a way they can see him working in you. Showing up and being in someone's life takes work. It means we don't get to sleep in on Sunday mornings, or we may have to sleep on the occasional air mattress as we chaperone a youth trip. Or that if someone's hurting or sick, that we can't ignore that, that we have to step in. We show up even when it doesn't always feel, when we don't feel like it, or when it isn't easy. We do it because we know the value, the eternal value, the day-to-day -day value, that being a part of us is a life changer. And we want that for other people. You know, I wanna to speak directly to the parents. If this is the kind of community you want for your kid, your kid connected to, it means showing up showing up regularly and engaging in the life of this community. I have a different vantage point. All the staff does. As we watch kids grow, I wish you guys could see what we see, the relationships that are formed between people, between our kids and other people. But most importantly, between our kids, our students, and God. We have all heard parenting takes a village, and in this world where we could live apart from people, or we don't always know our neighbors, or maybe your village is extremely unhealthy, this is your village. Someone once asked me what the benefits are of joining the church. I have to say, it's this community, it's seeing Christ at work. When you're connected, when your family is con connected, you just extended your family by hundreds. We show up for each other. We are Christ in the world. You want to know Jesus, or maybe you're still trying to figure out who he is and you don't know who he is quite yet. Community's the key. Membership doesn't have all the privileges, though. It's not like a MasterCard. Is that MasterCard? Maybe. It doesn't have all the privileges because this requires something of you. You have a part to play. It means you show up for others, too. You can't just come and consume you have to show up. It means you are Christ in the world. 
It means serving and working in the church and in this world. So today we celebrate back to school and another opportunity to speak into the lives of our students, parents, leaders, and each other. I hope you enter the school year not only seeking academic growth, but spiritual growth, growth in your relationship with God and his people. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this community, this church. And dear Lord, I pray you help us be the kind of people that reflect you in all that we do. And whether it's at home, at school, at work, at the grocery store, or here in the church, help us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you have given us.